I've got uh, I got uh, feel good songs uh, and then uh, uh, one brief music note story and then I want to talk about the Grammys, the AMAs, and uh, and briefly the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I got a chance yesterday. We had it recorded um, to watch the AMAs, and I don't think I've ever felt so fucking old in my entire life because yep. I would say 90% of the pe- The only person that I knew that walked out on the stage to perform a song was Louis Capaldi, and that's only because I didn't even re- re- know what he looked like. I just heard his voice right away, and I was like, oh, that's that guy, yeah. But there were people going out on that stage, and I just look at my wife and I'm like, who the fuck's that? She's like, oh, that's BB Rexa. Like, oh, okay. Who's coming out with her? Is it is it Doja Cat or is it Doja? Like, I'm that's that's me. I'm Googling how to pronounce fucking artists' names. Doja Cat. Like, yeah. I, I'm one step away from going into the encyclopedia to find out about hip-hop music and its oh. origins. Uh. <laughs> I'm just so out of the loop. Uh. Good Lord. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Feel good songs. All right. So what do we... uh, What do we classify that as? Like something that makes you feel good when you're working or just something that brings a smile to your face when you hear it? I think it could be anything. Like, I mean... How did you classify? For me... Um, you know, music has always been one of those things that can, I, for whatever reason, it, it it can it can flip my mood. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty quickly, probably quicker than anything else can. Um, if I'm willing to let it. I mean, granted, if, if you're in a dark spot, uh, no amount of um, you know, uh, James Brown is going <laughs> yeah, to change early 60s that. Beatles. You, know? you can't. You, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but but having said that, it's usually like the first thing that I go to if I'm trying to if I'm if I'm if I'm trying to flip it. So so it it really depends on on kind of what you're. It's it's just I'm just curious genuinely about like what kind of songs you guys would yeah. put on that 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 actually work. To like if you're in a shitty mood or whatever and um, or you know even if you're trying to just accentuate an already good mood you know what I mean um, and and it was a shitty day yesterday and it's getting darker and it's getting colder and you know yeah. the, the world can use a little bit of positivity I think you know what's funny also, when, you, when, yeah. I, when I feel down like that I tend to not want to listen to up music I want to listen to more down like That's put fair, on though. Karma Police on fucking repeat all night and there's only weep <laughs> I <laughs> sob have heavily all night well funny thing is just that I don't have I don't have a playlist that I've put together of like oh I need this pick me up or a go to when this topic came up I just said okay what would I play right now to make mm. me feel good and I think that list might change tomorrow you know <laughs> yeah. uh, on my list on my list I have songs that I will turn over and I'll crank up the radio uh, some are guilty pleasures and then there's a group of songs <laughs> yeah. that I will then there are some so, like when I say guilty pleasures songs that you really like that Polly? Uh, <laughs> yeah those are the ones you turn down every other one you turn up <laughs> like, I'm just yeah, you gonna might, turn this down and listen to it and hope nobody know, who knows you <laughs> yeah. is actually catches you cranking up the radio And then there's there's a couple of songs that I use to play at blistering loud levels to purge my soul of all the bad things Mm. that are going on in my life. They're dark and they're heavy and they're fast. So I need some of those. So I sit out in my car after a hard day at work. I like that. It's funny how it's funny how sad and depressing music actually is comforting. I, I yeah. oh, I, I, yeah, I just like wow, this guy, this guy's hurting more than I am. Mm, <laughs> he really feels it. it. Um, what's the name of the band? Um, oh my goodness, they just flew out of my head. But there's this there's this band that plays black metal, and it's dark, and it's just over. It's just heavy droning and stuff like that, and. And it's and yet there's I say there's beauty in the blackness, believe it or not, you know. Yeah. I'm not sure you've heard I'm not sure if you've heard of Sun O. That that does that for me. You know, it's almost it's so heavy and it's full of drones and it's the songs are like ten minutes long and and I don't know how to describe this, but I played it loud here one day and I said, geez, I could meditate to it. 
in amongst all the heaviness, I can kind of let myself go a little bit. It's yeah. not meditation music that you would think of first. Oh, the other band that was talking about black metal is Deaf Heaven. Deaf Heaven. Deaf and Heaven. Great name. Deaf Heaven. Oh, yeah. Great name. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I, I love these bands. They give me something else, but they're not on my list today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very cool. And since, very cool. and since I'm at that place, we're going to get to the happy music, but the dark music that purges my soul, there are two that I will crank up. One is Motorhead's The Ace of Spades, which actually great makes tune. me laugh as I say it. And the other one is <laughs> Hail Destroyer by Cancer Bats. Mm. Which cancer is the one bats. that I, cancer bats, Jesus. right? They're a post post hardcore band, and I will play that at ear bleeding level. I freaking love that song, you know. Huh. So, those are the ones that purge my soul when things are really shitty. Play those ones, and they actually yeah. help me feel better at the end. Of hmm. I find I tend to turn towards uh, uh, very instrumental music. Like if I'm if I'm feeling shitty really? and I want that pick me up, I, I tend to, to. Well, I'm not a big lyric listener anyway, <laughs> so um, I'll put on piano. Like I, my go to all day, pretty much all day long, aside from listening to this podcast when it posts later today, is uh, piano covers. So covers of mm. popular songs, but done in piano or done in cello and shit like that. And I just cool. that's what I'll listen to all day. That's that's just kind of my my chill. Like I have that shitty phone call with a client, and the second I get down, <laughs> hang up the phone, I play some I play some music with my headphones on. Cool. So tell me some of the songs that it doesn't really matter what the song is or just familiar melodies. Uh, I, mean, I really like. Well, there's a song called a, Ri- a River Flows Into You, which is a really, really nice song. If you the second that you play it, you'll know you'll you'll have heard that song before. You just probably don't recognize the name of it. Um, but yeah, no, just it's like pop pop songs that are done like the okay. scientist from Coldplay. But that okay. done in piano is so hey. nice. So nice sounding. You should check out the uh, Westworld soundtrack on Spotify. I don't know if you've ever heard. Oh, it. really? Uh, if if you ever see that show or whatever, yeah, but yeah. it's like the they um one one of the cool thematic um oh yeah that yeah they yeah do in that show is they they have like what this old timey um piano like a yeah. like a piano like, like a peony. like a western style <laughs> piano but they play <laughs> yeah. like like contemporary songs and there's some crazy covers oh there's like I'm uh, to that today do, that's yeah, awesome you should check it out both seasons are great i think the the first they have like black hole sun and yeah. um, really some like yeah. really like like top tier and it plays in it plays covers. during the show but I, i've watched it's the show but i've never the, caught mm-hmm. on to that before yeah, it, 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 that's the whole thing is that you'll be i, I only was to watch season one uh, and yeah, you'll see that piano playing, and then of course there's other things going on in the scene, and all of a sudden you go, "Hey, I know that song. Hey, that's Soundgarden." Like, what? yeah, it's, yeah. Almost, yeah. it's yeah. almost like watching a Pixar movie and recognizing the guy's voice. <laughs> hey, that's Steve Buscemi. <laughs> the, um, before before I lose it, I, I last night it was really fun. Like, um, we had a a, a, a clog situation uh, yesterday, um, a and clog? I had to run out. Yeah, a clogged. Yeah. I, it's embarrassing, but I, oh, I flushed something down. I, see. I flushed something down the toilet that I shouldn't have flushed down the toilet. Needless to say, I was clearing out my, well, I was clearing out my fridge. <laughs> I was clearing out my fridge and like you know dumping shit, and and it just it was just not not a good look. Anyways, I had to uh, run out to the convenience store to get Drano in the middle of the night, and I'm walking down the street. It's all rainy and shit, and and. Uh, one of the um, apartments that I pass by has all the windows open and is just blasting Sia. Like what? Like and Sia is like a really, really dark, like, like chandelier pop music. Yeah, exactly. Right. I guess she's got maybe a new album or something. Yeah, I don't she know, does. But it was she loud. Does. It was like eleven o'clock and it was loud. And I just remember thinking it was like because because it reminded me because you guys are saying like listening to dark music makes you feel better. I mean, somebody over there was listening to like some really like really turning into it. It was it was yeah. funny last night, but. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, uh, for, as far as dark music is concerned, like I'm part, like I like, um, I don't like the heavy stuff anymore. I used to really like the heavy stuff. I, now it's more like the, um, like, like, um, 
I can't believe I'm saying this. It, it, I, a, a younger, a, a younger me, a, a younger me would would laugh in my face. But like, I'm really big into like that that latest Taylor Swift record. Yep. Um, and like, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot I, of people I, are. I like, yeah, for sure, it's a great album. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually saw they're doing a, they just did a documentary or like a live performance for Disney Plus. Actually, I thought you were going to say Boy, Boys to Men. So at least <laughs> I love Boys to Men too. You know? yeah. <laughs> like I've really been into uh, End of the Road lately. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Oh, they're all I, great. I, I, Those are my graduation songs, man. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my so time. Okay, so. <laughs> graduation songs. Yeah. I was, I was dry humping to those songs. <laughs> End of the Road is amazing. It's one of the, I think, I think End of the Road by Boyz II Men is one of the greatest breakup songs ever made. Yeah. It's like, so hard genuinely. to say goodbye to yesterday as well. So yeah, they're yeah, it's classic so good. Oh, by the way, ben, by the way, Ben's not here today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. If you haven't, if you haven't, uh, yeah, because he didn't start laughing at us for talking about boys to men. So that's how you know he's not here. Yeah, for sure. Even Paulie just turned off his mic and sat back in his chair like, eee. For sure. I, one, of the, one of the things that got me, that that, uh, that that kind of sparked the idea of doing a positive songs, um, you know, focused episode was I was going on Spotify yesterday and there's there's this isn't new. I guess it's been going since April. But they have this daily wellness yeah. um, playlist thing, and I was going through it. It's a little, it's a little weird to be perfectly yeah, I, honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, if each of us came up with a list, it'd be completely different, you know. And, yeah. yeah, we all yeah. need different things for our wellness. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, they, they're doing the, this Spotify wellness thing. It's essentially like it's a combination of of um, talk to like you know like 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 a meditation mindfulness oh, okay. um, stuff mixed mixed with yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly mixed with music that are like it's like an, is is what they say is like behave using behavioral science to like uplift your mood oh, i don't know about that because like i was listening to it and uh, ha- like i listened to a song and then it went into like some talk a bit with some like really like hokey VO person talking about how you know you have to you have to maintain your roots to the earth and I'm like get out of here this isn't fucking putting me in a good mood at all but um, <laughs> you're too critical that's why you need to open up man <laughs> but it was it's really it's really interesting to see like I mean they're really trying to throw some stuff out there and and give people a different variety you know what I mean because because I guess I mean it's no secret that a lot of people look to music to 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 put themselves in a better headspace, you know? Probably didn't have any death heaven or cancer bats in it. <laughs> cancer bats. That's <laughs> definitely not. So look at on the upside, I do have some songs that are on the upside. And, uh, yeah. you know, yes, yesterday when I wrote this, I said, well, the first thing that came to mind was Rosalita by Springsteen song that he always encores with. It's just really happy and fun. Some of the upbeat Van Morrison stuff. Like this is all old school, you know, Van uh, Morrison, Atlantic, good call. Atlantic, Atlantic soul and R&B music and Motown and stuff like that. My two guilty pleasures, though, I don't know why. I uh, I always feel great when I hear Bruno Mars's first record, his whole yeah. first record. And, you know, a good, uh, a good song by him that, that you don't hear anymore because he's had about, you know, I mean, 50 songs since then is Billionaire that he did yeah. with uh, Travi McCoy. Mm-hmm. That, was always, that was a good tune. And I remember he did that on Ellen, and that was kind of the introduction of uh, Bruno Mars. But he was just the background vocals for this Travi, uh, Travi McCoy guy, and he clearly just, like stole the show. So cool. Yep. I like that. And the other guilty pleasure that I, I absolutely love is Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. That's that's mm. that's the one that I keep the car windows rolled up to to make sure if anybody yeah. knows me doesn't know that I'm digging Katy Perry. But I'll, I think call. that's I think that's a <laughs> I think it's a perfect pop song. I really do. I would not have expected that from you at all. See, exactly. You didn't expect that from me, but I, but I love that song. So there you Jean go. Benet, Jean Benet Ramsey and her song Teenage Dream. <laughs> Katy Perry. Is, is, so there's there's something I don't know I don't know what it is about Katy Perry, but she kind of gives me the creeps. A bit like hundred yeah. percent, and, and I can't, I I can't, I can't really put that aside. I wish I could, and like it's, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't judge pop. Like I, 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 I love pop music, so yeah. Um, the the, the the confection that is Katy Perry is, which makes me just kind of go like this. But you know, um, if you get into you get into that whole thing about the art and the building of a song and 
every every piece that fits into place when you're building the perfect pop song that falls into that place in spite of who's performing it teenage dream is just one of those really great productions especially when you get to it and yeah you know that's why i love that song so much you know it, it's not necessarily about katie perry it's really just about that song and mm-hmm. you know and a and a and a summertime romance so so for as me, far as uh, oh sorry go ahead Chris. Oh. I was just going to say, as far as some of the stuff that I listen to when I'm uh, trying to get into a good mood, I, there, there's one that I, <laughs> it's, for, it's going, for, going back years, actually, I would, on Fridays, play a, um, I don't know who, who's, who actually made this mix, but it's, a, it's a, like an hour and a half long mix of Nate Dogg, and it's essentially like, like all of his like song hooks with the beats intermingling into yep. each other just like oh, all cool. together it's kind of like one of those drive at five mixes but it's all nate dog and that shit just like i don't know there's <laughs> something about there's something about nate dog that always that always gets me going he's just got that it's still a rhythm and like yeah, yeah. he'll like i it cracks me like he he cracks me up like, he's actually he in sings, one of my songs too it's funny you're saying nate dog so yeah like he the way the way that he the way that he sings like off the cuff casually some of the most ridiculous shit ever like i don't i don't it's just the, it's just the contrast between the lyrics and the way he's singing that always just gives me like i laugh at it but it's, it's great though like i love the rhythms and stuff and the beats and everything too but like i don't know he always it always works i think i think um uh, Get on the Good Foot by James Brown is probably like yeah. the best cheer Great up song, song ever. Um, and then Lovely Day, Bill Withers. You know, yep. I can always I can always go as far as you know uh, pop music. Like Coldplay is one of those bands that I always put on just when I'm kind of looking to, to get a boost as well because they're very positive and stuff. So yeah, I mean. I haven't really been into too much of that d- dark brooding music all that much lately, but. Um, Good. Yeah. I'm, definitely, yeah, I'm definitely partial to that, though. Like I, like I love, I love Springsteen. Like some of the darker stuff, like the River and all of that stuff. You know, like I'm into it. So, for me, yeah. I like songs that, uh, and I, you know, I mean, I've, I've said before, I'm not really huge into lyrics on songs, but songs that I know all the words to, those are the ones that get get me the most excited because I can sing along with them. So. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Nate Dogg. This is actually the first song that I have on my on my list, which is the song is called "Bitch Please," and it's got <laughs> Snoop and Dr. Dre and Eminem and Nate Dogg and Exhibit, and it's just they each kind of have their own part of that song. And I know all of <laughs> I know every part. I try my best to sing with Snoop's flow, and it's it's a bad scene. But uh, yeah, "Bitch Please" <laughs> is, is one awesome. of my favorites. Boy, I want to hear the I want to hear the lyrics yeah. of this song. Yeah, oh, it's, it's so good. good. It's make you feel yeah. a good song. <laughs> I think again, I think it's just because I can rap along with it. So I feel uh, I feel pretty cool. Um, I like Wake Me Up by Avicii. I like a lot of uh, yep. kind of electronic uh, stuff for that, for that. Well, obviously, for that upbeat feel. There's not a lot of dark brooding electronica. Uh, most of it's pretty, uh, pretty upbeat party music. And then uh, one that's kind of taken uh, taken the cake of late is um, I, I don't even know if it's necessarily my favorite upbeat song, but it's certainly my three year old daughter's favorite upbeat song, which is I Should Probably Go to Bed by Dan and Shay. It's a relatively new song. They actually just performed it at the AMAs this weekend. Oh, and okay, the reason the I, the, yeah, the reason that I like it so much <laughs> Is because there's a part in the middle, of maybe about three quarters of the way through the song, where there's a break in a song, and then it goes very loud. So he sings very quietly, yeah. and then boom, all the drums come in. For the minute leading up to that part of that song, I can hear my daughter in the back seat of the car going, "Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it." And then the second that it goes loud, she goes, "Now!" <laughs> in the back seat of the car. So that's taken it for my favorite upbeat song now every time i hear it i'm just subconsciously going wait for it wait for it wait for it bow <laughs> so yeah <laughs> is, that the, is that the song with bieber that they did uh they may have they may have sang that with him um the 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 bieber one's ten thousand hours that's okay, it yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah so there's that any song that kind of has that moment in it that you're gonna get excited for like in the air tonight <laughs> or in the air phil collins like there's that anticipation for, for it, that drum for solo it, yeah <laughs> and then you just yeah i mean so i have those moments 
but I, like I said earlier, I, I'm I'm big on listening to uh, classical and, and instrumental versions of mm-hmm. songs or acoustic cuts of hard metal songs or acoustic cuts of dance songs. Just something something different and something a little bit more. I like mellow. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. same. Same. I don't. I I drink too much caffeine and I'm too stressed out on my baseline to listen to anything other than like Agreed. atmospheric fucking music. During yeah, the day. like I need <laughs> I need two cellos to take me down a couple notches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I start playing I uh, just, yeah. Cancer Bats, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have to pry me off the ceiling with a fucking broom handle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> the last thing you want is someone calling you about mortgages that was just listening to two hours of cancer bats. <laughs> Come on, get you. <laughs> just yeah. chew right through my uh, pen. You know, I am the only guy in the world that picked cancer bats as, an, as a pick me up song. There you go. Oh man. So um, the 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 AMAs you guys were saying were last night. I never. Yeah. I didn't watch them this weekend. Um, yeah, yeah. How did they do? Like, how did they do it? Like, what was? Oh, was this weekend? Yeah, okay, they so did. Uh, they did cardboard cutouts in the crowd. <laughs> I saw those. <laughs> Dol- so Dolly Parton AMAs- was there. Madonna. <laughs> yeah, the, the AMAs are um, are the Billboard Music Awards, essentially, right? Without calling the, they, I think they actually mm. do have Billboard Music Awards, but this one deals with deals more with sales and streaming and radio airplay as much as anything else. So a lot of it kind of makes sense, and so. Um, yeah, if you don't live in that world, um, you know, like Mark is like, you kind of watch said, what's going on? What am I, what have I been missing? You know? Yeah. What's but, a doja you know, cat? What's a doja cat? And why is she get, why is she all how over she, the place in this? How does she thing? win new artist of the year? You know, I've kind of given up to the fact is that I, I have trouble keeping up with pop music and, and I don't know who the stars are and. And sometimes cynically, I can say, yeah, they're winning today, but where are they going to be in five years? Because pop music Mm -hmm. has a way of taking people and putting them up on a pedestal and then just throwing them away. It just seems like that. Only a very small few ever survive, you know what I mean, where they are the they are the darling or the the prince of pop music today. And then, you know, 10 years from now one or two of them are still around. I mean, will we still be listening to Post Malone in 10 years? Only time will tell. You know what I mean? Um, This week, uh, the Grammy nominations came out. And the Grammys is a little bit different from the AMAs in the sense that Grammys, you know, sort of boast in a way that they recognize the art instead of popularity and sales. Yes. And in, at least in, it endeavors to do that, but it's always been a cons- it's always been accused of being out of touch or being too conservative. So in an effort to kind of change things oh and being sexist as well too that it seems that all the men seem to win. So This year, they endeavored to expand the voting panel, and they invited over 2,000 people to join. 1,700 people uh, accepted that invitation, and then the nominations roll out, and it had a lot of the same people that we know, that we saw in the AMAs, but the one glaring omission here was The weekend. Who mm. won? Uh, who won a lot of big? Although nominate, he was nominated in all the big categories. The big categories are artist of the year, album of the year, song or record of the year, whatever. Those are the big ones, you know. And then there's the genre categories where you kind of expect people like The Weeknd is going to, he's going to definitely be in the uh, soul R and B category or hip hop or whatever, whatever yeah. this show kind of has. Um, but he. When it came to the Grammy nominations, he wasn't part of those top categories. And everybody thought if there's one thing we kind of expected, he's a lock for this. And so he actually is pissed off. And of all guys, I didn't think that these guys really cared about it. On Tuesday, though, he tweeted out and he said, the Grammys remain corrupt. You owe me, my fans, and the industry transparency. Like, I'm really kind of surprised, you know what I mean? And yet... He he was saying it, not a bunch of industry observers or fans. Mm. Here's the artist saying, you screwed me. I should have been in there. Hmm. And and maybe he should have, considering how big his album was this past year. Everybody kind of expected it, you know. So who did get nominated? Really, I'll quickly I'll run down these names just so 
Dude, can you, uh, can you do me a favor? So, so the can... weekend's not the weekend's not on it at all, eh? He, at he all. got completely I mean, in, in, snubbed. In, in the big categories, he's in the soul RB categories where you kind of expect him to be, but he wasn't in the album of the year, record of the year artist of the year categories for instance record of the year uh, interesting beyonce didn't come up at the ama awards at all yet she's mm. got the most nominations for the grammy awards for record of the year it's beyonce the black pumas the baby doja cat billy eilish dua lipa post malone and megan the stallion and wow. album awards again, <laughs> some of our listeners like who <laughs> Well, yeah, again, it's the same kind of thing. So this guy didn't get into it. Also snubbed was Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek was snubbed at the Grammy Awards, and this is pointed out by Ken Jennings, who uh, got nominated for Best... What oh, is the it? The audio book. Uh, yeah, the, the mem- audio He did book. the memoir, he, yeah. yeah. He, he, he did, an, he co... How do I do it? He... Um, narrated, co-narrated. Co-narrated this yeah. audio book with Alex Trebek, and he got nominated... But Trebek didn't, and of course, and he's in and and to his credit, Jennings said, "You know, I'm reading his words, and he's reading <laughs> alongside me. We're doing this audio book together. I get nominated, and the author and the co-host of this particular mm-hmm. thing doesn't get nominated. Like, what do you got against? What do you got against Trebek? I mean, it's kind yeah. of funny when you really think about it. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, award shows are dubious. You know, there's a lot of people left out. Uh, Lady Gaga got uh, got left out with Ariana Grande for Record of the Year. The Dixie Chicks, or simply the Chicks, BTS, world's most popular band, never get respect. I can't stand them. I don't get it. I turn them. I turn away from them. I don't rest, but Pardon me. I, I don't that? understand. I don't understand what's going on. When I see them perform, I don't understand what's going on. Like I'm like, what the fuck is this? Who would watch this? What's well, happening? They are this gen. They are this generation's boy band. You know, there's always mm. a boy band or a girl I, band. So they're yes, yeah. So whatever, you know. Uh, Mac Miller didn't get acknowledged this year, and Run the Jewels, who had the album of the summer, uh, that kind of was the touchstone of what was taking place in the United States did get nominated as well too. I mean, there are many, many others and stuff like that. So I don't can know. I, can I ask you it's a question, Polly, just cause you're, you're more in tune with, uh, with newer music than I am. Have you heard of any of these best rock performance artists aside from Fiona Apple, who I wouldn't really consider rock, uh, big thief. I think I've heard of Phoebe nope. Bridgers, never heard of. Nope. Haim, Haim, H-A-I-M, never heard yeah. of them. Haim. Yeah, they're good. Haim's Haim. really good. Brittany yeah. Howard, never heard of her. Oh, Brittany yeah. Brittany Howard, so chick. Alabama Shakes. Grace yeah. Potter, I, Grace Potter I, have, I have heard of. Right. Um, so, yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Best rock song, like... Kyoto. I've, I just I've never heard these songs. What station are no. what station are these playing on? I guess would be the best well, question I could ask. So what happens is that <laughs> definition like rock continues to evolve and can, continues to change. And and I think when it comes to rock is that it, they just I think some people listen. There are there are committees that are just committed to this genre of music, and this is what they came up with. And and I just kind of throw my hands up in the air. One because I probably have this very antiquated version of what rock and roll is. Um, that yeah, Fiona Apple's to- not in it. <laughs> no, I mean, and I love that album. Don't oh, get yeah, me wrong. Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> but some of the stuff, like I'm looking at albums, like for instance, for Rock Album of the Year, the criteria of albums containing at least, get this, this, this criteria. Rock Album of the Year, albums containing at least 51% playing time of new rock, hard rock, or metal recordings. In this list, Sturgill Simpson, Grace Potter, Fontaine's DC, who have never heard of before. The Strokes. Hey, The Strokes is the closest thing to rock and roll in this entire list, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, strangely, this band who really kind of really were in, so important in the in the in in new music and in alternative music back at the beginning of this millennium. Uh, didn't get nominated in the uh, alternative category, but got nominated in the rock category. But that's okay with me. We're splitting hairs here in this this whole deal. But whatever. I mean, I it just it's one of those things. Is like, yeah, who are those awards for? 
and I still don't know who they're really for. Certainly they mean something because The weekend called them out, and obviously yeah. it means something to him. There's a guy that doesn't need any more money. He's doing fine, and he makes music on his own terms. Uh, certainly it's not the dark druggy music uh, that he was doing when he was still in Toronto. He definitely understands uh, pop music and how effective it can be and how popular it can make you. And he continues to write music in that vein. But um, I, I just don't know who these award shows are. I just watch them and, and it's a night it's a night to watch music, you know, and try to figure out what's going on. So, yeah, I, I love it's the performances. Kind of, that's what, that's why I yeah. like the Grammys. That's why I like, yeah, you me know, too. I mean, AMAs have been, you know, I mean, renowned for great uh, performances over the years. Some of the best uh, performances were at those uh, shows. So um, and, and some, the, the collaborations yeah, and some are cool. And, and, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, collab- say, say collaborations and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, the with the go, going back to the weekend. That's that's a pretty bad look, though, isn't it? Like, yep. very much to so. not get nominated for yep. for an award and then just go to Twitter and complain about it. Like, bad, come it's on, bad man. All, it's bad all around. It's bad all around. I was really surprised he called them out, but it's what you know. What should happen is that is that the. The, the, the music community and the fans should be shouting out on his behalf, not the artist. I was really kind of surprised. But, you know, yeah. the, weekend, the weekend always struck me as being a bit of an outsider. He doesn't he's like a, a square peg in a round hole when it comes hmm. to the music community. In spite of that, he produces some really catchy music that people genuinely love. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I don't I'm know. not sure he's if you've got, seen. He's I'm not sure if you've seen his look. His look over the past little while too. I think. Yeah. I think his album is thematic in, in terms of abuse or something like that because he's been coming out with bruises on his face when he was at the AMAs. He came out basically with his head like wrapped in bandages and stuff like that. So I haven't. Yeah. I haven't listened to the album. I'm not. I'm just not really in tune with the weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I like that he's Canadian. <laughs> I like that he's Canadian and he's making waves. And so I always like when it's a Canadian guy. So. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, also, he, he's sorry. I was but, just going to say he's he's got three Grammy wins and ten nominations in his career. So it's not as if he doesn't have any. It's like no. I I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> it's I, not I like just Leonardo like, DiCaprio with the Oscars. Can, like like <laughs> he's, he's won. Let's, <laughs> yeah yeah like 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 uh, could you ima- could you imagine if DiCaprio went out every year? <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Every year, it's just, it's just. Not, I like, I, I, don't know. Everybody's different, and there's a place for everybody in in the the world, and that's what makes it interesting and everything. But like, damn man, that's not a good look. Like nobody, nobody even. I feel like nowadays, nobody even really gives a shit about the Grammys. Like, there's not that many people that like, you know, it, it's been it's been kind of it's been beaten up over the last couple of years for being for for legitimacy issues like we were mentioning before and, and it doesn't carry the weight that it once did so it's like you know I don't know how anybody could be surprised by you know not being included on something like this outside of the fact that like they're just hamming it up to get headlines and and be relevant in the media or whatever like maybe it's just that calculated or something but I don't know I always thought when it came to the big categories of artist and record of the year is if you step back on the whole thing is said, what is the record or who is the artist that everybody knows about and who is talking about in this past year i always said that should be the criteria and if it mm. means popularity then so be it sure. you know what i mean uh recognizing art can be in those other categories so i don't know who the artist of the year is right now it's i don't think it could be a singular one it, there's, there's so many ones. yeah this year there is a big are, year there for are a so lot of many people. so so it like how do you make that call uh also the rock and roll hall of fame i want to bring that up it just uh typically what happens it takes place and then they record it and then three months later hbo plays the induction ceremonies well there were no induction ceremonies because of covid so mm. back uh a week or two ago um this year's class uh nominations were inducted and you can see the show on hbo this year's class includes depeche mode the doobie brothers whitney houston nine inch nails the notorious big t-rex and the zombies and a couple of managers got nominated and this one kind of this one kind of looks more like a music special you know there are the acceptance speeches and then there are the guys that are inducting them into the hall of fame and then there's this always this great reel of 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 
a throwback looking back at the development of the band and it's i always kind of find i learn always learn a little something about the whole thing the strangest moment for me however was billy gibbons lead guitar player of zz top doing a big shout out and telling us why depeche mode is important that's one i did not expect you know uh hmm. I, you know when in the in last year's ceremony you had trent Reznor of nine inch nails talking about why the cure was so important to him why their music was so important to me, I can see the line between Trent Reznor and, you know, and uh, The Cure. But I don't know where the line is between Billy Gibbons and Depeche Mode. I just don't see it. I don't see yeah. Billy Gibbons st- stepping out on stage and doing LaGrange with the guys, or a personal Jesus for that matter, with <laughs> it's Depeche like the, Mode. It's the same line that uh, that connects you and Katy Perry's teenage dream. It's in the. It's, it's, you can't see. You can't see the line unless no. you travel to the upside down, and then you, then you see the line. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, for some reason here, it didn't save it. Oh yes, here it is. So the nominations. Everything has been pushed back for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for 2021 by six months. The nominations will come out in April in an induction ceremony next. Well, a year from now, uh, the class of 2021 will include the Foo Fighters and Jay Z. The Go-Go's, Wilco, Garbage, Incubus, Deftones, The Chemical Brothers, Jewel, D'Angelo, and many others. Also including the people that have been on the ballot for years who get passed over. And, you know, know, the ones that have been snubbed. (laughs) I I hear some of those artists and I just think like Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm a big, I'm a big Leafs fan, for example. And, uh, you know, I mean, Rick Vive was a longtime captain of the Leafs, but I don't think the guy should be in the fucking hall of fame. So do I think yeah. garbage should be in the hall of fame? Like, did they have more nope. than one album? Oh, <laughs> yeah, they, they did. They did. Um, but you know, I mean, the criteria, where is the criteria here? The criteria is that the first thing is that you're to, to be, to start being inducted, your first release had to be 25 years ago. And it reads here that the criteria is the influence and significance of an artist's contributions to to the development and the permutation of rock and roll. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty wide open. Broad stroke. Yeah. The definition of of rock and roll is wide open. As people said, you know, Whitney Houston got got inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. What has she got to do? She's the most unrock and roll person you could. You know, music that you could find, you know, but she's in. You could say the same. Some people arrogantly could say the same thing about hip hop music. The notorious B.I.G. Why is he in there as well? He's not rock and roll. You know, people have they ever have they ever thought about changing it? Have they ever thought about changing the name of that place to the Music Hall of Fame instead of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um, uh, I don't <laughs> you know. know. I've heard that discussion. I mean, that would probably. I, I, I think it's really hard for them to make that leap um, because Cleveland is kind of acknowledged as kind of a um, kind of. A, I don't want to say the beginning. A flashpoint. It, it is a, a place where the development of rock and roll was quintessential through Alan Freed and Cleveland Radio. Hmm. I don't want to say it's the home of rock and roll, but it certainly has a. It certainly was a turning point in, in rock and gotcha. roll development and stuff like that. And it just sounds better coming off, just rolls off the tongue better. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sounds a mm-hmm. hell of a lot better than Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, I imagine one day some billionaires are going to get together and uh, they're going to create a Music Hall of Fame in Los Angeles where it will have this big tent and yeah. every popular every popular artist will go in there. And yeah, because you know, if you're going to have a music hall of fame, then you'd have to have Mozart and Beethoven and all these guys like they can't get snubbed. Mozart yeah. will be on Twitter next week saying, I can't fucking believe this. <laughs> yeah, Ridiculous. I mean, I mean, in last, this year they inducted the zombies and the zombies are like two or three songs to me. And I just don't get why they deserve to be in. But is, as much as I think I'm a musicologist, um, I haven't figured that one out yet. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, and other people who know a lot better than I do understand that their what their place was in history, and that's the hard thing about it. You're looking at back at least 25 years. When you're dealing with the zombies, you're going back to the 60s. I mean, it, I I, I, grew, I was a little kid when that was going on. I didn't understand what it meant, and even looking back on it today, you really have to put everything in context. But somebody does understand why that music is really important. I'd like but, to look into it as well and see who's who's in there the most times. You know what I mean? Like uh, Dave Grohl's going to be in there twice now. 
because he's going to be in there yeah. with the Foo Fighters and with Nirvana. Think, so I'm wondering. I think Eric Clapton's in Eric there Clapton. a couple of times. Clapton's in there because uh, McCartney, uh, as a solo like artist, as a member of Cream, as a mer- you know, as members of certain bands and lineups yeah. and stuff like that. I don't think how many times you're in this is important. It's the, just the fact that you're kind of in. I don't. Uh, I don't even. Uh, there's no doubt that you've been there. You've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would a assume. Times. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to go check that place out. Maybe not it's, now it's, during COVID, but it's <laughs> it's okay. But it, I, I haven't been there, in a, and I haven't been there in a long time. I'll be honest with you. And it, it's it's kind of it's kind of a cool place. I mean, it's a gigantic pyramid, you know. And and it it seems to be a hall. What gets me is it's very good at collecting artifacts. So you can see Jimi Hendrix's guitar and 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 just this collection of you know costumes and in stage settings and handwritten lyrics behind glass which are really kind of cool when you find your favorite artist you kind of go wow that's kind of great yeah but what's kind of missing is this this it's missing it's kind i wish if you've been to the baseball hall of fame there is all the display areas but the key area if you will is the hall where all the people that have been inducted are kept if you will, there is a plaque on the wall explaining their records and what they've accomplished and what they've done. Yeah. And that's all there is to it. These beautiful brass plaques that are up against the wall. There's no place in the hall that's like that. Like where, who is in the hall of fame? You have to look really hard to gotcha. find. Gotcha. Mm. You know gotcha. what I mean? What's great yeah. about the, the baseball hall of fame is at the very end of the hall, the first inductees are at the very end. There's Babe Ruth. There's, Honus Wagner. Here are all here. Here is the foundation of our sport, and the first wow, inductees cool. are there. And so, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you said, "There's Elvis." You know, there's James Brown. There is Aretha Franklin, or whoever the first inductees. And then, as the years go by, you see the other people that have been inducted over the years, yeah. and it's like, ah, these are the people. Then they don't have that, and I think that's it's really missing. You know, as be they bust, be they plaques, be they pictures. Something like that. Who With is that in the timeline? Yeah, that's you cool. Have to go look. You kind of have to look for it a little bit. It doesn't mean it's not a good place to check it and stuff like that. Yeah, I was sorry. I was going to say just to uh, the that we were talking about who's in the Hall of Fame more than once. Clapton is n- the number one at. Th- he's been in there three times, but there's a bunch yeah. of people that have been in there twice. Um, including all of the Beatles, Stephen Stills, Michael Jackson, Neil Young, Jeff Beck, um, yeah. Jimmy Page, um, Paul Simon, Peter Gabriel. There's a there's a there's a list. I think it's like nineteen twenty yeah. of them. Those guys that had that um, great solo career after leaving a band yeah, type thing. Yeah, exactly. Lou Reed, like Phil all, Collins. Any of those people. Yeah, <laughs> Phil Collins is in there. Yeah. Um, any any anybody that that yeah had a had a big breakout with band and then went out solo they they got inducted twice which is you know is uh is he really in there why no <laughs> oh no. not even the first time Stevie not Nicks. even with the news <laughs> <laughs> to, to 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 um Polly's dismay stevie nicks is in there uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh and one final note here uh saturday night live is coming back and the only reason i'm bringing this one up is is that the uh, first show we'll be back will be after this um, Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Happy Thanksgiving to our American friends, by the way. Today is Thanksgiving in the States. Um, recording day here Thursday. Anyways, the first show back will be on December the 5th. Jason Bateman of uh, nice. Ozark will Bateman. be the host. The musical guest is going to be a guy named Morgan Wallen. Now, you may not know this country artist, but a few weeks back, this is the guy that was supposed to be the musical guest. And because he broke all the COVID rules, they kicked him off the show. And you're going like, you you have one chance to perform in front of, on television, on this prestigious show, on this prestigious stage, in front of probably about 5 million viewers at the minimum, you know, better than you'll do in a year of touring. And Mm. you blew it because you were out partying with your friends last week. Well, they invited him back. Good which for I him. Re- I, which I think is really cool on on, <laughs> yeah. on behalf of the the SNL people. So yeah, he will absolutely. be part of the December the fifth show. Now he maybe he's being invited back not only because you know he's he's an important artist at this particular time, even though I don't know his music, but because they can't get anybody to come to New York City that will commit to a two week uh, two week isolation period. He's the only one perform- that they knew for sure he'll or, take this chance. Or Morgan Wallen's uh, Morgan Wallen's manager. Begged SNL to put him back on the show. I'll be a good boy. I'll be a good boy. Please let me yeah, back on the show. He will this time. I swear. 
<laughs> who did they, they had somebody awesome though that replaced him the week that he wasn't there who came in for him where it was like oh, oh wow Oh, it was Jack White. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, oh, wait, much to, Chris's, was, much to Chris's dismay, it was Jack White. <laughs> and Jack White did a little tribute to Eddie Van Halen. Oh, and yeah. Playing, and Eddie Van Halen still, like, it was really cool that he, it was kind of good that he was on in a certain way. Jack and White for me, sucks, hey, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> and because I'm a Springsteen fan, Springsteen and the East Street Band uh, are going to be on the week after on December the 12th. Oh, Nice. Cool. And I'm just hoping that nobody in that band dies after, <laughs> because they're a bunch of old guys, man. Yeah. Like I, I watched I watch the Apple TV uh, uh, special of the recording of the new record called Letter to You and said, man, those guys are really getting old. I mean, I don't know how these 60, 70-year-old guys uh, were planning to do a world tour for you know, 12, 18 months, but boy, they must have one amazing set of trainers to get them into playing shape because playing a Springsteen show for three and a half hours can kill you over the course of a year. I don't know how they do it, but anyways, they're going to be on Saturday night live on, on December the 12th. I think it is. Yeah. I actually have, I actually have one piece of music news and I'm very proud of myself for knowing this. And Polly, I don't even know if you knew this smashing pumpkins, new double album coming out tomorrow. The album is called sear. And uh, as they get ready to celebrate the 25th anniversary of melancholy and the infinite sadness, they're going to be going on tour next year. And they are also going to be releasing a sequel to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness sometime in 2021. So there's going to be another double album coming up after that. I am. T- that's total news to me. Billy Corgan's been busy, band? I guess. Uh, it's, well, it should be the original band for the most part. Really? So yeah. James Eha and uh, was, it, was it Darcy? I'd have to and, I'd have to look into the details on that, but I do know they're going on tour. Start, and one, well, once they can. That's great. Um, yeah, a new double C-Y-R. album coming up tomorrow. Yeah, C Y R is what it's called. It's deeper C-Y-R. that way if you spell it like Seer. that. That's yeah. a good old. That's a good old Canadian Canadian family name. Sear. My wife is mm-hmm. from the Sear. You know, Louis oh, really? Sear was the guy. Louis Sear was once known as the world's strongest man. He picked up like a a stone that weighed one ton. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> and so the Smashing Pumpkins have named their album after the great Louis Sear from Quebec. Dude, yeah, this website's wild. Quebec. There's like an exploration. Like I, I went on. I went onto the website to see if I can find some details on um, on their uh, the the lineup. And and there's like this game, and it's like this 3D world, and it's trivia, and you have to work your way through it. It's bizarre. This is on the Pumpkins website. Yeah, this is on the SmashingPumpkins.com. Oh, really? It's like rich, ritual.smashingpumpkins.com. Oh, um, cool. And it's it's like a it's like a video trivia. Th- it's bizarre. I I just don't want to lose my um Connection. my caster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I don't want to go too far into Very it. Very cool. It's like there's a yeah. Looks like there's a bunch of videos already too. Eh. Holy. Yeah. They're. Wow. Uh, this is they're crazy. All over it. Yeah. It's uh, he, yeah. He's got like one two, like. I don't know. I don't know if these are all new songs or what. Much to my like five much to my wife's dismay, she can't. Yeah, she can't stand Billy Corgan. Like she just hates his voice. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't like Billy Corgan, but you like Shannon Hoon. How does that make any sense? <laughs> Jesus, Shannon Hoon could have been the singer for Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Break. Because well, Shannon, Shannon was so pretty. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? That's hundred percent what it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to not like Billy Corgan at all, but uh, I actually have a lot more respect for the guy now than I than I yeah. did. He was on Rogan yeah. like a couple of years ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. It's not this about guy's the voice. just like a super nerd, right? Like he's just a <laughs> yeah. weird dude. But there's Absolutely. nothing like I, I don't know. He's just I, I dig him. Yeah, yeah he's got a, a Corgan guy. has a Corgan has a reputation of being a bit of a control freak, difficult to work with. He's one of these guys. He's well, he's just only from the sense that I think he's one of these guys that has this sound in his head, and it's very difficult for him to uh, either direct people to play that music or to let it go and let them embellish the songs. You know, yeah. So when they were doing Melancholy, he was famous for going in the studio in the middle of the night and doing all the guitar parts himself and yet here he's got you know james eha it was amazing and mm. it's just like just you know i'm not sure if it's a lack of confidence or it's like you guys aren't giving me what i need or what i'm hearing is not what i really wanted it to sound like and so he goes in and he 
basically performs the album almost entirely himself. Yeah, even, I remember, even though they are, <laughs> even though they are credited on the record as they should be. I remember so. the documentary with Dave Grohl where he said, uh, "I forget which drummer it was that they had. It was before Taylor Hawkins, and the guy drummed the whole fucking album. And then Dave Grohl listened to it, and he went in and he drummed the whole album himself instead. And <laughs> they released the album with Grohl drumming. And he's just like, yeah, it was better like that. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a dick move, but whatever. It's genius. Genius yeah. is hard to work with, I guess. So." Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. That's all I got, boys. Cool. All right, yeah, boys. Yeah, that's it. I, the, so um, let's mark this this moment in history just before we leave. Vancouver just voted unanimously to decriminalize all drugs, which may mean that the Vancouver music scene in about, I don't know, five years from now is going to be rapidly different, I suspect. A lot of uh, sitar. Did, did, they, did they vote to decriminalize <laughs> things like, like the state of Oregon did uh, in their prop bill where uh, everything from crystal meth to heroin was legalized yeah it says all it says all drugs i have to dive into it but uh yeah i mean it's there it's really bad over there in vancouver like like the opioid crisis and the drug problems over there um it's 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 horrific so so you just go get a prescription for cocaine at the Cocaine Man. dispensary. It worked. It worked for Sigmund Freud, <laughs> the most heavily guarded for me, you dispensary know I mean? in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know yeah. there are other countries that decriminalized it over in Europe, and it actually has worked yeah. at actually reducing Portugal. the use of those drugs. Yeah, Portugal. That's it. It's going to say Spain, but Portugal, and it yeah. actually has worked. So I think mm-hmm. that's they're being proactive in this particular case. It's not like we're endorsing drugs, but instead of fighting it, let's see can if we I- can work with it a little bit. Yeah, can so, I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question, Chris? Mm-hmm. Since di- since dis- just very quickly before we wrap up here, since dispensaries came out like in, what 2018 in Canada, since there was mm-hmm. dispensaries you could go buy weed at, has your weed consumption gone up or down? Mine has oh. gone drastically up because it's <laughs> because it's so it's, readily available. It's it, like if it if it was if it happened in a vacuum, uh, it'd be t- like it's just COVID and all oh, that. Stuff that too. could be it too. COVID's there's a big nothing part else of it. to do. <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Fair so enough. it's it's one Four of those things. So <laughs> it's just it's you know I, I like I, for me like it's tough to it's tough to gauge because I've been a I've been a big smoker for a while. So um, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I, I just like it's it I it. I used to go to the illegal dispensaries all the time, right? Yeah. There was one literally down the street from my house, and it was easier access than the Ontario store. It was cheaper I just never, before. Yeah, like, I just never you know, recalled. So, I never recall going to my buddy's house 15 years ago and walking out with three different kinds <laughs> and fucking gummies and this and that. Like, that's <laughs> it's like yeah, the bulk barn. I definitely notice a lot of other people are way more open to it. That's for sure. Like, it's it's a, it's a conversation that I'm having with my parents now. So that's a weird thing. Well, when you go but, in there, uh, it's awesome. It's like el- the elderly, the <laughs> the young. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cool. cool. Anyway, right on. There you go. <laughs> All right. Cool. Boys, good show. Good show to get you guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, we're gonna be back again on on Tuesday um, to recover after the weekend. See if anything interesting happens. So thanks for listening and, and subscribe to the podcast uh, using Spotify or whatever you use. And uh, we'll see you next week. Sweet. Bye. See you guys. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.